Welcome to Agony Island, the podcast that you never knew you needed. Listen to Stephen and Stefan delve into the ponderous world of everyday problems and give you a guiding hand through everyday turmoil and sticky social situations. That said, one of the two is legally trained to give actual advice and is a responsible adult. The less said about the other one, the better. We cannot be held responsible for the content sent in via our listeners, so if you're easily offended, then please do something a bit boring instead. This show is for entertainment only, so please don't take the advice too seriously. Hello, hello, and welcome to Agony Island, the podcast where we try to resolve all your problems and our own sometimes. I am Stephen Ham, and this is... Stephen Petty. Hello. How are you doing? How was your belly for spots? Yeah, I'm good. Um, what did you just ask me? How was your belly for spots? What? I don't know. It's just like a, a friendly greeting where you say, how was your belly for spots? You all right? I don't know where it comes from. It's just what somebody said it was years ago. I was like, I kind of like that. So I've added it to my vocabulary. It kind of sounds like you're asking someone if they've got pox. <laughs> no, I would never be that impersonal. Well, I would actually, to be honest, I would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you would. I yeah. would. I, you see, if somebody, I'm not like terrible if somebody's got something the matter with them going, hey, what's up with you? Right. Right. But I do play a game in the doctor's waiting room called Guess What They've Got. Right, please don't do that. No, it's great. It's great. What you do is if you sat there for a while, you've got to try and work out just from looking at them and the way they're acting, what do you reckon's the matter with them? I've got when I take my daughters to the doctors, they play as well. Yeah, but you're never gonna know, so what's the point? Well, you can work out how many people have got piles. No, you can't. You can't absolutely if they, if can't. they move around in the seat a couple of times, piles. No. Absolutely not. If you can work out what's wrong with someone from what they're doing sat in a waiting room. I need you to come and work in my GP practice. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like the sickness whisperer. Right, <laughs> Just sure. look at somebody again. Now it's a matter of them, bunion. Right. You ever okay. had a bunion? No. Do you I know what a bunion is? Yeah, it's a tough thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's sort of a I'm bone. I'm not taking it into YouTube. Anyway, we'll leave it alone for now. But it's, right. a, it's <laughs> not something you'd go, have you ever had a bunion? I can say that, though, though and make it mm. sound charming. For example, Stephen, have you ever had a bunion? You see, it's the way you present these things, right? It doesn't sound nasty or aggressive. Deaf and petty, medicine woman. I am, I tell you. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the real Dr. Quinn, me. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that show? I, I did. When I was a kid, my mum mm-hmm. used to absolutely love it. Um, but I, I can't remember anything about it, so, yeah. Uh, never get early, I tell you. Mind you, I tell you what, there's, there's, uh, there's some... I'm still watching The Good Doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said. Yeah. I'm yeah. halfway through the second episode, but I was having my tea, and then something horrible came on, and I stopped watching. Now, you, now you see, that doesn't really bother me, um, because I've worked in hospitals and mm. in medicine for ages, so I can watch anything medical and gory and have me dinner and not be put off. Um, what's quite funny is for like when the Hamley are together having um, a roast dinner or something like that, um, my sister, who yeah. is also a doctor, um We'll suddenly start talking about something medical and we'll start talking about like bowel symptoms or some sort of like um, infected wound or something really disgusting. And we'll just think nothing of it and we'll just carry on. We'll turn around and then it'll be like me mum and me dad will be sat there and they'll be like, yeah, you need to stop because you're putting us off our dinner. I'll tell you what, what's a fun one is uh, 
We end. <laughs> I don't normally get put off by. I go watch horror films, and uh, uh, you know the, the the horrible, gory chainsaw and stuff. Out, no, out, right? Mm. Watch somebody get the needle. I'm like, oh, I hate needles. Oh yeah, that's a common one. Um, what I also find quite interesting in work is when people come in and they're like, oh no, mm. no, no, I'm scared of needles. Yeah, they're yeah. covered in tattoos. And I'll be like, but you've clearly had a lot of needles in your skin before for tattoos. And like, no, 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 it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Friend, in my yeah, life. It's a different okay, type of needle. Fine. I can understand that. Yeah, but I've never had any tattoos. Are you there? Yeah, so mm. I don't know. We've had this conversation. I had a I had a I had a tattooed man bounce off us last night. Right. Okay, you can't just leave that there. Um, tell us what happened. Right. Well, I did a gig in town last night, which was lovely. However, I had to get the metro in. So for those of those you who are outside the area, the metro is um, like the tube, or like an, uh, a train which goes underground, overground, but it does not wobble free. Yeah, so the metro is like the northeast version of the tube. Apart from the fact we've got to wait about 20 minutes for a train. Exactly. It's exactly. also a lot smaller, I would say. But yeah. um, what time were you getting the metro? Half past six. Half past six. It was an open air one. Right. It was an open air station, so there's not really that much of a cover. Mm. And I'm stood there, and as I'm walking down the stairs, there's these four Chava stroke roadmen, stroke little radgies. Mm. Probably about 80, 17, 18, I would have said, right? right. One of them was clearly a boxer because he was talking like a London gangster. Right. Right. I tried to talk like a London gangster. And he kept punching but making the noises. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Boot, 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 like that, right? And I was like, okay, all right. Now, I had me headphones with us, which mm. we don't had lenders, which are our big blue over-ear headphones. Like, kind of like the ones I've got on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the big over-ear headphones, right? And I thought, I'm not putting these on. And then I got downstairs, and I was like, oh, look, right, I'm stood away from them. Mm. I'll put my headphones on. I shall listen to my book that I'm reading at the moment. Listening to mm. it at the moment. So that's not too bad. It's a, a book about conspiracy theories and the psychology behind conspiracy theories. Very interesting book. Very interesting. I'm three chapters in so far. And it's about how people have uh, replaced beliefs with conspiracies instead and how they can self regulate themselves. Well worth reading. Nice. Um, but as I'm stood there, these lads then come over to me. Mm-hmm. And one of them starts shadow boxing like a foot away from us. And I'm just like, I'm taking no notice. So I do the thing which I normally do if I think there's going to be any type of grief. Mm. I switch my podcast off, my, my, yeah. my book off, but I keep the headphones on. Yes. So all I hear is imagine this big man, big man, big man. I'm like, oh, here again. Oh. So the Metro comes. Three of them then walk up. To the next carriage door, you know, mm. I go to the bottom carriage door, and as I do, this lad just slams off us as I'm walking. Right, he's about eighteen. He's about six foot four. He looks like um, Rodney from Only Fools and Horses. In right, Bill, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, the thing is, he's probably about ten, eleven stone. Right, mm. I'm rocking about thirty stone at the moment, so I'm I'm in motion as well. So mm. he kind of hits off us, and I go, I don't, I don't really go, I'm going forward anyway, but he mm-hmm. kind of rebounds off us. <laughs> and, and I went, and I looked at him like that, and he goes, I slipped. Right. And I thought, no, mate, you just bounced off us. You, you, you collided with us, right? Mm. I was clearing the door, and then 
I got on, I thought, right, I'm going to put my book back on. And these mates were all laughing at him. And I think he was trying to do that thing of, I'm just smacked off that bloke. Ha ha ha. Let's yeah. see what happened. I was just like, I'm too old for this. I cannot be bothered. But I also had that horrible moment of Michael Caine with um, Alf Roberts and Get Carter, where you're a big man, but you're out of shape and you're old. And that's, I was standing there thinking, because I've not been in a situation like that for years. And no. I, I don't very much was going to happen, but they intimidated pretty much everybody on the um, on the metro mm-hmm. inside the carriage. They were just really loud and and shouting with people um, and talking about you know various drugs that they were taking. And this lad oh. shadow bo- he started shadow boxing the pool where you stand in the middle, right? And I, I you see, younger me, younger me, would have possibly. Wanted to have delivered a dry slap. <laughs> and you can't do that now. Well, well, you can't. That's assault. No. Um, but yeah, what they're doing is intimidating yeah. behaviour, which is absolutely unacceptable. And I don't, well, I don't, normally, I don't normally put up with that. No. If, if people are intimidating other people, then I shall ask them to stop, right? And it has handed up in a Barney once or twice. Mm. But I don't like people who bully people. No, nor do I. But I'm very much a love and not war kind of person. So, so I am try. So am I, but I'm I very had, much. Yeah, I'm, I had the realization last night was if I'd actually done something about this, I'd have my backside handed. It was on a plate. Oh god, yeah, it's just not acceptable. It's a horrible feeling. But though. this is why I don't really get the metro anymore. I don't feel safe on it, so I'll not get it um, after rush hour. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've got it loads, and I've never had a problem. Oh yeah, I've seen a few things now. There's one, one that sticks out in my mind quite a lot, and that's when um, I got the metro through to Newcastle for a night out with one of my mates from Sunderland, and yeah. um, we were all, you know, nice and dressed up, great, new clothes, hair all mm. done, looking great. And we get on the metro. Obviously, we don't have um, pop bottles that we've um, replaced with alcohol and called sippy cups because that would be wrong. But anyway, there were a bunch of chavs sort of like on the metro and they were further on down the tube and they were being really rowdy and they were just talking a load of nonsense and just just being awful. Anyway, they get off at um, sort of the next couple of stations down. They set yeah. fire to a um, toilet roll and then throw it back into their tube, uh, metro carriage. Ugh. And I'm like, hang on. What the hell's going on? Me and me mate rush up and we sort of like um, put these these fires out, stamp it out. And then we're like, now we're covered in ash. All our lovely new clothes are just covered in ash. And also my hair is now covered in ash. So now I'm just going to look like I'm growing. So yeah, that's happened. Never mind. <laughs> Let's just enjoy the night. Mate, I have that problem all the time. I mm. have that problem. I'm getting my hair dyed on Monday. Oh, right. Oh, for the Santa. Santa, yeah. I'm looking so forward to it, go, actually. So you've gone completely grey and oh, white. Oh, good, completely. Yeah. I've got, I've got, uh, the colour I've got picked out, I can tell you. Because mm. I've been picking out, I've been pick, uh, picking out with the hairdresser what colour I should go, so I'm getting the tint on as well. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, hang on, where should go? She sent it. She sent this over while she was at the uh, the hair supply shop. Mm-hmm. So I've got a type of thousand, um a super lightning tint, which is very nice. It's, it's kind of like a whitey silver. Um, and a, a super high lift silver. Mm. Nice. Mm. Nice. And uh, and Becky's going to get hers done at the same time. What? Is she going the same? Well, she does misses clothes from time to time as well. Oh, does she? Oh, right. Yeah, so so it's be nice. It's nice. And in the other three, it's kind of cool. I love it. I'm quite excited she's getting it done as well. So Plus we can get to see what we'll look like when we're really old. 
Oh, because there'll be people listening to this that already think we're really old, so let's just leave that one alone. Uh, well, I had our first um, first twenty one year old, a twenty one or twenty two year old, who uh, messaged to say they were really enjoying the pod. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. That was really really nice. Um, so I'm going to say hello to Evie. Thank you for okay. getting in touch. Uh, she listened uh, quite a few times to the uh, late show. When she oh, was yeah. working, because she was working in a factory when she was 19 and working on the night shift, and they used to listen. And she, mm. when she's left that job now, but she still listens in from time to time. She prefers the podcast because she can listen when she's going to work. Yeah, that's usually how I listen to podcasts as well, sort of on the way to work. I'll usually save up a few episodes, yeah. so I've got one yeah. for going to work and one for coming back. And every, every, apparently every time we say something a bit saucy, She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can't believe they're saying that on the radio. I eventually forgets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for me, uh, people at work, my colleagues have discovered I'm doing this podcast. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it's not great. Basically, mm. they know that I used to do the radio, um, and I'm now on another station. Well, let's just say you do Pride. Yeah, yeah, I do Pride. Yeah. And they started listening to the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but... When we were on the radio, we used to do health stuff and things like that. And well, I'm on Pride Radio, I do health stuff. I'm like, this podcast really isn't health stuff at all. It's basically just me and Stefan, you know, mucking about, having a laugh yeah. and occasionally swearing. Um, I'm not quite sure that is what you want to be listening to mm. me doing. Also, I'm not sure they should be listening to what I've been oh. getting up to. Keep working life separate. Just wait till they just wait they getting the feast conundrum. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's a bit of a confessional sometimes, isn't it? I tell you what, we should confess as well. I, I'm, if you hear me, keep laughing. So we're we're doing this. We try to do this together as much as we can, but occasionally we do this via via like a Zoom type format. Right? Yeah. For some reason, Stephen's camera is keep making just below his nose and his chin is making him look bright orange like he snogged somebody in the big market. It's, mm. I don't know why, but every time you lean it in, it's making you go orange again. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, it's funny. <laughs> if we were trying with a different camera I as know. well, I know. side profile, that was fine. I, I know. Like, yeah, it's just no, when you lean it in, no, I tell you, I, I think you're part jaundiced, mate. That's what it is. You've got Jordy Jaundice. Jordy Jaundice makes you orange. Hey, I tell you. I will explain a lot. What's Geordie Jaundice? Is that yeah. fake tan? Because obviously, no, just, I've just come just, up with yeah. it. I've just come up with the. Uh, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, let's move on. Let me tell you what I've been up to recently. Yeah, please do. Please do. So, Hugh is still here. So, still yeah. visiting. So, I'm still, you know, pottering around and doing stuff. So, I went to see that um, Hocus Pocus with a live orchestra at um, the Glass House. The Sage Honest- Glass House, yeah. Honestly, it was great. It was one of was the it? best things I've ever seen. Having a massive live orchestra, and there was a, yeah. um, and they also had like a choir at the top as well, oh. and it was just brilliant. It was bang on with Did every scene. The film, the film was on, and then mm. in front of that was a giant orchestra with like a grand piano, yeah. harps, and drums, and brass I went sections to see, and everything. I went to see two thousand and one like that, and that was breathtaking. Honestly, I don't think I'm ever going to see a movie again unless it's done like that. They've got yeah. another one for Home Alone coming up in Christmas that I'm going to go with the family to see. My friends have been to that and said it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, 2001 was stunning. 2001, I saw that quite a few years ago, though. 
Mm. Well, there's been doing that a few times. One of my friends in London went to see um, Spider-Man in the Spideyverse um, oh, yeah. with that, and that was really good. But I was meant to go to Home Alone last year. But this is how unorganised I am as a person. <laughs> um, it was during the Royal Mail strikes. Yeah. So they posted out yeah. the tickets. This was before they were sending them out electronically. Yeah. And the tickets didn't turn All up. Right. And so I just completely forgot that it was happening. I didn't put it in my diary. Oh. I just completely forgot about it. The tickets actually turned up two days after the show had been on. So I got these tickets mm, and I was mm. like, well, what on earth am I meant to do with these now? Other than just put them in the bin. And I contacted the glass house and I was like, um, yeah, you've sent these tickets out, but they've sort of arrived, you know, after the show's been on. They were like, oh, yeah, you could have just showed the email and got in though. I was like, but I just kind of forgot it was on because I didn't get the tickets. And they're like, yeah, sorry about that. Never mind. But yeah, it was kind of my own fault for not putting it in my diary. Idiot. I was probably just distracted by something shiny, like usual. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. It, it's it's the easiest thing to do though is when you've, you've you you're looking forward to something mm. and you put it down in your diary and then you don't check your diary. Well, I didn't even put it in the diary. It's because oh. I booked it so early in advance. I just completely forgot about it. Just ridiculous. Yeah. That's annoying and, when that uh, happens. Yeah, I tell. I tell you is. what, though, mind you, I've, uh, I'm I'm busy sorting out some trips. I've been invited down to that London to do some stand up. Ah, good, yeah. good. Yeah. When are you going? Uh, do you chaperone? Well, I'm going in April. I think we're going to be making a weekend out. I'm <laughs> going to be I'm going to be doubling and trebling some clubs to make it pay and make it worthwhile. Oh, um, nice. Okay. But it's very nice. A very nice promoter in London rang us up and went, "Why have you not been down here for years?" And I was like, "Because I've been working on the BBC." And they went, mm. "Are you working there?" There, I went, "No." So yeah, oh, good. It's actually about twelve years since the last time I was down in London. Is it? Oh, that's too long. Yeah, doing do, gigging, doing oh, gigs. Right. So, um, loads of people haven't seen us down there. So I'm like, "Yeah, gonna go down and be funny, funny for money." Oh yeah, that's your job. Yeah, that's a perfect description. It is. I think I'm going to change your description on the podcast now to funny for money. Funny for money. Do you know what yeah. it is? I, I am, I am a, a, a comedy whore. That's me. <laughs> I go out and I sell me comedy wares. Well, I've been called that before, but um, without the comedy part. <laughs> um. Oh, we we need better friends. We need better friends. <laughs> I need better friends. Yeah, <laughs> you keep telling me this all the time, and I'm like, no, they keep me grounded. No, I just I I gotta be honest with you. The amount of tea spilled with your mates is terrible. It's, you just go through, go. What's going on, yeah? What's going on? Well, it keeps me entertained. It's all good. It does. That's good. So, shall mm. we move on to our new section? Yes. Random additional feature. Yeah, well, as it's now less of a random feature and more actual we're additional try and... feature, <laughs> actual additional feature. We're going to do this every yeah. week now. Mm. So, if you've got any comments on the podcast, or if you've got any comments on some of the problems that we've covered, then send them in to us, and we'll discuss yeah. them in these sections of the podcast. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about is I've had a few messages from people. And I just want to remind everyone that this isn't the BBC. Uh -huh. 
So I can't answer any health questions. That's not what we're doing. So <laughs> please don't message me on the socials or on our yeah, yeah. email with medical questions because I can't answer them, unfortunately. So don't send them. Don't send us pictures because I can't answer. Legally, 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 you're not allowed to. We're kind of be we're kind of be talking about accidentally falling on a bathroom plunger than be talking about your bunions. Yeah, exactly. So have you got a bunion? Anyway, so I've, had, so I've had a few, I've had a few, and I've answered a couple of them basically saying, look, I can't answer these, go and see your yeah. GP, but I can't, I just can't answer them, and we won't be answering them on the show, so please don't send me any, that's the first thing, um, <laughs> sorry to be a killjoy. Um, and they've been sending photos of gammy bits as well. Um, no, no, they, they haven't sent anything over to me, no, oh, no, 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 no genital pictures or anything like that, but um, <laughs> no nudes have been sent. <laughs> This isn't Grinder. You know what, to be honest, if you've got a load of them, right, male and female dudes, what we could do is just play that music on from the gallery from Tear Cod, and then you can put them up and mean you can go, ooh, there's no, no. a lovely, there's a lovely picture from Brian in uh, Saddleworth. <laughs> don't encourage people to do that. Oh, I don't see... need to see that. <laughs> the colour of his eyes. <laughs> no, we are not encouraging that. <laughs> don't send us pictures of your genitals. That is a crime. I don't, I don't want a picture of anything, actually. You're all right. No, no, we're all right for that. Uh, don't send us any pictures in, um, unless it's yeah. related to the problem that you're sending. And it's not naughty. Unless you've managed to get one of them green triangle chocolates from Quality Street to balance right on the edge. That's impressive. Mm. And not using blue tacks. I tried to do that the other day. Speaking of chocolates, I've been getting quite a few chocolates and uh. other or fast food stuff yeah. for Hugh to try mm. while he's been over. And he's liked, mm. you know, a lot of the chocolates and a lot of the other foods that we've tried. Yeah. But Craig's, he's he hasn't been the biggest fan of. He's liked a few of them and I've been incredibly mm. disappointed, to be fair, because I was like, I am Northern, Greg's is yeah. part of us. Yeah. You need to like Greg's. He's liked a couple of them, but a mm. couple of items he wasn't that big a fan of because he's like this. And he's like, there's no seasoning no, or spices to this. And I'm like, no, this is a bakery. Yeah, it's not the way it works. Has he had a, season, has he had a seasonal Christmas bake? Festive well, no, they're bake. not out yet. So he's not oh. had one yet. If you know the right person at Greg's that can get one on the oh, counter. Oh, can they? No, he hasn't had one of them yet. Go to my Greg's dealer. When, when he's back over for Christmas, he'll, um, we'll get him one then. Oh, yeah. We'll get my festive bake. I'll take, can, we go? can I go with you? And we'll take photos and try it. Oh, yeah. That's an idea. Next time he's over... I'll grab you, and we'll go and do some taste testing of different yeah. foods. Well, anyway, yeah. um, together we ended up buying yeah. loads of chocolates, like Roses, Quality Street, Terry's Chocolate mm. Orange, and then we ended up buying other snacks, like different crisps and things like that. And he brought over um, a lot of Trini snacks huh? as well for me to try, which if you have been yeah. following me yeah. on my socials, yeah. you'll have seen that I did post a couple of these with sort of mm. ratings of what I thought they were like. Mm. Buying all these chocolates and sweets and snacks has meant I have a lot of junk food and snacks just in my house. When am I coming over? When am I coming over? <laughs> so that's a bit of a problem. And I caught myself recently doing something quite disgusting. So I was at home, I was bored, he was over, but he was off on a course. Yeah. Um, some surgical course that he was on. And there I was. Had me tea 
and I was sat watching TV. Mm. Oh, I'm a bit bored. I'm a bit peckish. I need to have something. <laughs> and I've got a Battenberg cake there. And I love Battenberg. Absolutely love it. Oh, so good. Do you eat one good? You pick it apart. Let me tell you what I did with it. Mm. I was like, oh, right. Let's grab a piece of this. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to get a knife to cut myself a little slice of this Battenberg. Just eat the full Battenberg, didn't you? Yep. I ended up eating this Battenberg like I was eating an apple. You picked, did you pick all the Mars bar off first? Nope. I was eating it like somebody would eat a Mars bar. It was not a pretty sight. And I know that <laughs> because the TV went black at one point between a couple of scenes on the show that I was watching. And I got a glimpse of myself reflected on the screen, destroying this Battenberg cake. Seeing myself on the screen like that, it looked like I was actually on the TV in some sort of self-help daytime TV show that should have had like a caption underneath going, please help, I am addicted to Battenberg. Welcome to the club. Welcome to my gang. You know what the next step after that is, no, don't you? On. Eating a chocolate trifle in the car with your fingers. I did buy him a trifle. <laughs> Because he listened to the podcast, he's like, I want to try a trifle, so I bought him one, but he hasn't tried it, because I bought oh. that much stuff, he hasn't had a chance to try it all, so. Well, let's see if it's still there when you get oh. back. Well, anyway. Is that is that what's on your face, if you've been having Cheetos or something? <laughs> if you just huff in the bag? Just all the snacks, all the cheesy powder from snacks, he's just all over my face. So, shall we actually get to the letters from the listeners? Yes. Let's, let's so do. I've got a I've got a, a, a message. I've got an email. I'll write to agonypod at gmail.com is our email if you want yes. to send us anything. And it's basically just somebody quickly asking us about the podcast because he'd never really listened to a podcast before. Mm. And he's quite new to sort of technology. And his question was, why do you do this? Because you two... <laughs> and, I, and I was like, okay, yeah. because you two professional chaps... How do you make money from the podcast? Am I missing something? Mm. So we might as well use this question as a way to explain why we're doing the podcast. So we were working mm. together on the BBC yeah. and then that got yeah. cut because of finances. And and, uh, and then being arseholes. Sorry, did I say that aloud? Oh, okay. Well, they only have so much money, don't they? So that anyway, we got cut. It was a shame. We really liked working together. And we wanted to continue... Mm. your good work that you were doing and so we decided yeah. to make the podcast because we like working together we have a laugh and actually it's quite a nice little catch-up that you and i both have once a week yeah. and we just really enjoy doing it it is it, without being funny i look forward to it knowing that i've got this in doing, hey, podcast day, podcast day. um podcast day podcast day yeah i enjoy that as yeah. well and it's also a bit yeah. of a diary for me as well i find because like in the future yeah once we've recorded quite a few of these, if we ever go back yeah. and have a listen back to these, it'll jog our memory on things that have happened. Do you know what? You eating that bat Battenberg would be like Samuel Pepys burying his cheese and he's going, I don't know. The Great Fire of London. Oh, right. Great yeah, Fire yeah, of London. Yeah. Samuel Pepys, one of the most famous diary keepers oh, in the yeah, entire yeah, yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. Burying his cheese in the in his garden when the Great Fire of London happened so that wouldn't get mm. burnt or stolen. All right, okay. And you buried an entire Battenberg in your digestive system. Oh, don't. Because you could not be bothered to get a knife. Yeah, yeah. As a fat, lazy man, that is a very lazy... That's enabling that, man. There's no fibre in that. That's going to cause some problems later. <laughs> um, yeah. The other question he asked was, yeah. um, 
are you making any money from this? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, we are not. No, no. Uh, but we enjoy doing it. That is why we do, we do it. Um, it's actually costing us money to do this. It's actually costing. Yeah, it, it is. But the thing is, it's incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. Right? It is incredibly enjoyable. It is. It is good fun. Do you know what it is, ladies and gentlemen? If we could get the listeners up on this, then maybe, just maybe. We can get 59 pence a week for this. <laughs> we might be able to cover the cost of the software we have to use to actually yeah, record which is it. what we'd like to do. Which is what we'd like to do, yeah. So, okay. thank you for sending that message in. That's great. If anyone else has got any questions or any comments on the show, give them a shout. We'll read them out. We'll talk about them on the show. Or if you've got any questions or any problems mm. or any funny stories, send them in. Agonypod at gmail.com or do it on our socials. What are our socials? Basically, take me to the island, and if you see two blokes who look a bit dodgy, it's us. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting new, we're getting new photos done next no, week. Well, we're going to try. We're going to try. No promises right now. We're going to. We're going to. Yeah. We're going to. So, but the socials are doing well. Our numbers are going up. Which yeah, is nice. which is nice. We might finally be able to pay, you know, for the software <laughs> <laughs> in a few months. In a few months, maybe a year's time. Yeah. yeah and exactly. on that cheery note, shall we get to this week's problem? Well, this one. So, right, I'm going to just dive straight into oh, this. Yeah. This came through on the socials. Uh, Stefan and Stephen, it's a bit more of a serious question, but we'd like to hear what you think I should do. My friends and family have all had their say, but I feel that they're a bit too close to the situation to give honest advice. Ooh. I split from my wife after we both decided it was not working. It was very painful as I still had strong feelings for her, but not what either of us would call love. We did have a lot of good times, and we had three children together who are now 11, 15, and 17, and mean so much to the both of us. Losing them behind was one of the hardest parts, but I was given access and had plenty of time with them. But when we split, I let my wife have the main part of all we had, as she kept the house and kept things friendly for the kids' sake, but it did come at quite a high price. I took a lot less in the divorce than I was legally entitled to because she threatened that she would not have a good relationship if I didn't. I didn't want the kids to suffer and since they were going to live with her, I thought that was the most important thing. So I agreed and let her keep the house and the car and made sure everything was paid for. Now the kids have got no idea what I went through with their mum and how many times I was insulted and shouted at behind closed doors and via texts and emails. In front of them, I've never spoken a negative word about her, although I know she has not done the same with me. Now that one of my sons is older, he's 17, he wants to come and live with me and my new partner, as we live closer to his college and closer to the town centre, and he says he feels he's missed out on that relationship with me growing up the last couple of years. His mum has told him that he cannot, and has been calling me and being really horrible to my fiancée. She has told him a pack of lies about me for the reason why we split. He knows this not to be true. However, I do not know if the younger ones will be able to see the fact from fiction as he was older and more mature when we divorced. I don't want to upset the situation as I have with my other two. It's been this way for the last five years and I know legally that I can challenge her if she tried to keep them away. She has threatened to do this, but I don't want to lose any time with my kids and really can't afford to. I give a lot of, uh, I give an awful lot for keeping the peace and trying to keep both my ex and the kids happy. And now it feels like doing so was a waste of time. 
Any advice would be taken, but I know you normally just give daft bits. But I can really do with somebody else's point of view. And that's a non from Yorkshire. Oh. So it is a bit of a different one for yeah. us. But sometimes it, it, I know what they mean when they're saying you kind of see the wood for the trees. We, uh, well, we didn't say that, but you know what I mean. The expression I'm using there is, is if you've got your family and you've got your friends, they will see you a lot of the time with blinkered eyes. Yeah. So when it comes to friends and family, um, they're likely going to take your side, no matter really what has gone on. So you have to be careful with just getting advice from friends. Um, even with my friends, you know, you keep taking the piss because you keep saying my friends do way too much banter and I need better friends, but actually they will defend me. You know, I've had breakups and fallouts with people in the past and I've told them the stories and they've constantly been on my side, even if actually what I've told them kind of makes it sound like it's my fault. Yeah. And sometimes as well, they're only going to get one side of the story, so it's going to be very difficult for them to take another person's side if, you know you're the person telling them the story. So you have to be careful with that. And then you might have some friends that will tell you the truth, but we don't tend to have a lot of those friends because we might tend to fall out with them because we worry that that friend is telling you bad things so they're not good for you because, you know, they're telling you actually the truth. And a lot of us can't take that and sometimes we actually want our friends just to comfort us and so that is what our friends are doing now they're comforting us and trying to say you know it's not your fault things like that so try not to take their advice as the only advice mm. i go back i kind of go back with that just on a separate thing that goes to the um the otis redden effect when a man loves a woman turn his back on his best friend if he put her down Mm. And that line has always made me realise, going, hang on a second, they might be doing this for a reason. What I hear is, is when you split with somebody, and this has happened so many times in the past with me, you split with somebody, then everybody goes, God, I'm glad that happened, because I tell you what, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell us at the time? Yeah, yeah, I hate that as well. People do do that. Your friends do that. It's basically them trying to comfort you. They might not actually think that, but they're going to just say it anyway, just to try and make you feel better that the loss isn't as bad as you think it is. And I've had friends do that to me over, you know, past boyfriends and things like that. And uh, it kind of helps at the time, but overall it's not really that helpful in the whole healing process. This is, can I just add here, this is mm. what people are liking because we relate this to our life. Mm. Well, There's no way on. we cannot relate to our life, you know? Yeah, exactly. How else are you going to give advice other than from your own life experiences? Exactly, exactly. But on the other hand, even if they didn't like your partner or your partner doesn't like your friends, that's absolutely fine because your partner isn't dating your friends, they're mm. dating you. I mean, this one this one is a very, it's a, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this to anybody who sends, sends a problem in, like a genuine, you know, I mean, we've had some funny ones and we've had some, you know, general social faux pas. This one as well, the biggest thing I find and from I found when doing the radio was a case of I'm always trying to see the other person's point of view that like you're mm -hmm. saying there and there's two sides to every story now they've put a fair bit of information in there I don't know this person 
I don't. Mm. I, I they have sent me a message on socials. I know them that much, but it's a like Facebook thing. It's somebody who I've met at a gig. I don't know them. They're a customer at the gig, a punter at the gig, and they've sent this in. So I, I don't know what the personality like. I don't know, you know, this side of it. They, they seem to have been very hard done by in this, this situation. I know people who have been in the same boat. I was in the same boat myself when I split with somebody. Mm. And I, I did a very similar thing, which is to try and keep the peace. I took an awful lot of debt on. And I just got on with it and did it. The thing was, though, I didn't have what they've had where it's all turned nasty in the end. I'm going to say this, though. If your son's 17, he can pretty much decide what he wants to do. But I can see a fear of her saying things about you with the other two. Because mm -hmm. that's it. I mean, that's the one thing. Uh, you've always got to keep it classy. You, 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 cannot, you cannot slag off your ex in front of your kids. That's, and I've seen it happen so many times, and it's so annoying. And it, yeah. it, it really is. I mean, we've got, I've got my, um, so since we've done this, um, Becky's ex comes and stops with us at Christmas. Oh, okay. That's nice. Right, I'll tell you what, we've done that for years, right? He comes over here and we have Christmas together. Mm. So he doesn't miss out having Christmas with his son. And I don't miss out, we don't miss out having Christmas with them, right? And then um, with our eldest daughter, we always used to get her Boxing Day. So we've always tried to work those things around. And it's a very, when we started doing that, it was a very strange relationship. And people looked at us like there was something the matter with us. How can you have this man in your house? And how can you do this? I'm going, well, being honest with you, it's great because yeah. he comes over. I get on with him like a house on fire. Now, my wife gets on with him way better than she ever did. At the time, though, I had him come over, stuck with us for a week. By the end of it, I look like George Clooney again. I didn't do it wrong. I was like, yeah, can I have all that shit that really annoyed you about him? Look at me! So, But, you know, joking aside, I'm trying to hire a joke in there so we can have a laugh about it. I, it's, a, it's a horrible position, this person, the non's in, because you don't want to lose that connection. And you, you can have you can have people turned against you by people constantly barraging you. Mm -hmm. And... Off the back of what you've just said yeah. there, like ethically, you should not be slagging off your ex-partner or your ex-partner's no, new no. partner to your kids. So because that is your kid's mum or dad and it just makes you mm. look bad yeah. rather than anything else. As he's just said there, the eldest one has realised she's telling the pack of lies. Because that's going to damage your relationship. On both sides there, because oh, they're going to, you know, are you telling the truth? Because being in a relationship mm -hmm. with someone, it's very different mm. to some to being a dad to someone. Very exactly. different. Exactly. And exactly. so your experiences in a relationship might not have been good, but that doesn't mean they're going to be a bad parent. Mm. But as much advice as we're giving here, you know, you've mentioned some finances there, and it sounds like it's, you know, turning quite ugly you're probably going to need to seek some legal advice. That would be my suggestion. What do you think? I'm going to suggest something. I'm going to suggest mm -hmm. something which might not be. I'm going to say arrange somewhere, mutual ground, and sit down with the man and say, look, that was then. This is now. Yeah. We need to have a conversation because he's no longer a kid. He's now becoming a man. Mm hmm. Right? 
I mean, um, my my um, my son is back in the states at this moment in time, living there with his dad. Right. right. I miss him every single day. Mm-hmm. But he got older, and he wanted to go spend some time with his dad, and I fully understood that, and I got that. It doesn't mean I miss him. I miss him massively, massively. Mm-hmm. He's coming over for Christmas, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that's the really nice thing. Him and his dad are coming over here to spend Christmas here, which is going to be great. And it, it, you just got to be an adult, and you've got to be mature about it and say, yeah. okay, that's what's happening. And I think if you can sit down and speak to her about it and have an adult conversation, if she doesn't want to, then unfortunately maybe you are going to have to check legally. This is what I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from listeners what they would suggest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, let us know your thoughts on it, and we'll discuss it in a future episode. Yeah, this has been a hard one this week. Um, yeah, I do hope you get this all sorted. You can hope. You can hope. Hope in one hand, uh, to, to use an expression, which is one of the quaint, quaint uh, colloquial terms that my wife has used. Um, you know, it, was, it can be one of the situations where we'll say hope in this hand, shit in the other, clap your hands and see what you've got. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love her so many. That's... that's uh, <laughs> That's horrific, that's all. That's horrific, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. But it's true, it's true. What's interesting is that throughout this advice giving, all I've been thinking of is, I recently went to see Mrs Doubtfire in uh, London, and, yeah, please don't dress up as her and start singing and frightening the kids and the family. It's not really the best advice I can give at this moment in time, to be fair. I, I was wondering what you were pondering. You looked, you looked very ponderous in the background there. Honestly, I was just... A lot of Mrs. Doubtfire songs were going through my head from the Hello, musical. my name is Euphania Doubtfire. Oh, I love that film. Yeah, it was good. It was really it was good. good. It's where she hits Piers Brosnan. Oh, it's a... Vies... Was it a fierce drive-by lemon Yeah, yeah, that that's in it, actually. Um, it's a really good play. Well, musical. When you're down in London, um, try and get some tickets to go and see it. I will do. I will do. I'll try and get down and have a look at it. I'll try and have a look. Right. Well, I tell you what, that, that serious problem there. Yeah, that really was. Now let's talk about something daft. Something every day that we all have a problem with. So, um, shall we get over to Becky's questions? Come on then. Hi, folks. It's Becky again. I've got your question for this week. We've all had the occasional testy email or testy text or message where somebody's not happy with us and we can tell it. How long do you think you should leave a break before you respond to that? I tend to take a beat before I respond because uh, I don't know if you've heard this about me, but I have a bit of a temper. Tell me what you think. Ooh, thanks for that, Becky. So, message or text, that's a bit Mm. cutting. You can tell they're a bit paved. How long do you leave it before you reply? I I try to give myself a breathing room. Mm. Sounds like Becky does that as well. Oh, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you kind of just, just, right. I've had, so I advertised for a gig. I had a dropout for a gig Mm. the other day, right? And I have said the the name of the person. And what you do is, it's an industry thing, right? So you say, I have had, um, say, for example, I had a gig and I had Michael McIntyre booked, right? And Michael McIntyre, right? Uh, and I would say, had Michael McIntyre book, looking at somebody of the same caliber mm. on name value, 
right? Yeah, yeah. And, and how I put this one was, I've just had XXX booked, uh, and the, the whale, which is why they couldn't come, I've had ah. them drop out, needs somebody of that standard. Right? Yeah. The people who have replied, one of them is a newer act who I would honestly, I don't rate whatsoever. I don't think they're very good. How dare you talk about me like that? Hey! <laughs> I, I, well... The the last time I met them, they were so passive aggressive with us. Oh, it was you weren't really talking about me. No, 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 no. Way worse than you. Way worse than you. And um, I was like, oh. And they sent us this standard email like we'd never met each other. Mm. And I met them a couple of times and telling us all these fantastic things they've done and all these quotes about them of how great they are. And I'm thinking, they didn't think that about you and I then. <laughs> I spoke about it and I was like, all right. And I have replied because I always I hate leaving people hanging, especially when you apply for gigs. You a lot of the time people go they don't get back to you, and it's not out of time. A lot of the time it's just a case of I can't be bothered to reply to that. I Aww. always try to reply to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Good. And, and, and rather than just do a standard one. And so far, I've ri I've written to this person three times, going, "We have met." Mm. And that's as far as I've got before. Because <laughs> I'm going, nope, still too angry. Still too angry. Well, that's great. So you leave it for a little bit. Whereas with me, I have to reply straight away. Like, because if I don't, I just don't reply. I've got a brain that if I read a message and get distracted by something else, I will never reply. So it needs to be done there and then, or it never happens. And this can kind of get me in trouble sometimes as well, because Hugh, you know, the one that was visiting, yeah. and we ate ridiculous amounts of food. Um, well, he got a bit annoyed with me once because he would be like, you keep leaving me on red. Like, why do you keep doing that? And I'm like, I'm not doing that on purpose. Yeah. I've probably just looked at the message while I've been doing something else. I've either been, you know, editing the podcast or, you know, um, at work or I've been at the gym or something like that. And if I am actively in the middle of something and I just read the message, uh, I'll just put it down and I'll just forget to reply. It's just yeah. such an awful thing to do. And so, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll instantly reply. But what I'll also mm. do is I'll try and end the message with yours appalled, as I said in a previous uh, podcast <laughs> episode. So you'll remember that. That yep. I end it with yours appalled. So no matter how sassy the email is, even if it's a good email and I'm actually responding quite professionally and quite nicely, if I end it with yours appalled, it's just the cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't work like me and you can wait, yeah. it's probably worth waiting. And sometimes if somebody has emailed you and CC'd, carbon copied other people into the email, it might actually get resolved before you get to it. So you can just leave it and it gives you a bit of time to sort of cool off and then not say something you might regret in future a good thing to think of is that person who sent the crappy email mm. is now sitting waiting for your response oh yeah and they're so going oh, 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 oh. this is just wind them up oh. yeah and then the longer you take the more they go huh oh, oh yeah, okay. i just do one word reply no <laughs> that's a good one that's a good I, 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 I'm just going to send this one going we've met and I'm oh, sticking yeah. to that because you can read it. you can read an awful lot into that mm -hmm. you can read an awful lot into that we, we've the met thing, yeah. we, we've met and just leave mm. it at that um, 
I've just I've actually just finished replying from leaving the radio. I got that many messages on social on the socials. I've just this week finished replying to everybody. Mm. Even if it's just been thank you very much for your kind words. Yeah. I ended up with like three hundred odd messages from people. And uh I mean, yeah, I do feel like doing a follow-up going, well, you can listen to the podcast on... Uh, yeah, please do. Please yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah. Please send that out as, like, a generic... Where, where, where people have been asking, I have been saying the podcast is mm. available. But yeah. it was like, I just didn't want to... You know, somebody's take the time to send a message. I want to send a nice message back. So mm. if you've just got a message off us in the last couple of weeks, I do apologise. That's why. Um, but generally, the worst, the worst thing I think you can get is, have you ever had it where you've had the blank email? No. My friend taught me this one. They work for a um, government department. And it's one of those government departments where you normally sweat a lot if you've got letters from them. So we'll leave it there. I think we can, I think we can work out. You don't have to be Einstein to work out who that is then. It could be anybody. Yeah, sure. Okay. Could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I bet Jimmy Carr sweats a bit more than other people if he gets letters from them. And what they've done a couple of times is if somebody's been really rude and I expect your reply, they reply, but don't put anything in the body of the email. Wow. Okay. And then they leave it. But the when they do it is they pick the time when they send it over, mm-hmm. which is normally 4.45 or 4.55 yeah. on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to ruin somebody's weekend. Oh, and I was like, I was. They don't work there anymore. Um, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they should. By the time, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, no, no, they got a much better job now. Um, still government. Um, but yeah, that and that was. I was like, that's a Swain's trick. Right? That's fair enough. But I'm glad I never had to deal with this man. <laughs> um, but it's not just um, emails and texts. Yeah. Is it? It's actually real life, and I've got a bit of a story for that as well. So recently I was driving um, to Leeds and back again for a concert and had um, Hugh in the passenger seat for this. And on the way back, it was particularly stressful. So driving back, I was a bit tired um, after the concert. There's multiple different one-way systems in Leeds. Every time I took a wrong turn, it was adding about 10 minutes to my journey. And I was taking about three wrong turns by this point. Um, There's a lot of um, external stimulus coming at me, so I've got the um, sat-nav telling me I need to be in a different lane than what I'm in, and then it's getting projected onto my windscreen, and then there's multiple cars around me, a lot of traffic, a lot of signs and everything, so I'm getting a bit stressed. And then every time I take a wrong turn... He's like, mm, I think you've took a wrong turn there. Or he'll go, mm, I think you were meant to be in that lane. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm well mm. aware of that mm-hmm. for the fact that I've just added 10 minutes onto our journey. Um, and, I, and I had to say at one point, I was just like, I'm going to need you to stop speaking for a little bit because I'm struggling to sort of concentrate <laughs> yeah. on this and your commentary isn't really helping. Um, so he did technically just shut up at that point, which did help. I did feel really guilty for it later, and I did apologise to him. But he's mm. visiting from Trinidad, yeah. so his attempt to try and direct me incorrectly, while also having the sat nav going off and a lot of signage in front of me. Oh, I was stressed. I was very stressed. So yeah, sometimes in real life you need to probably stop and take a couple of seconds. <laughs> No, Leeds Leeds is a nightmare if you're driving down there. Um, 
I've I've had it a couple of times when I went down there, and unless you know your way around with that one way circuit, you're knackered. Mm. Oh, you yeah. are knackered. Um, but the one the one thing that I would recommend to anybody is, and I'm I'm terrible for doing it right. You know when you're driving with somebody, you know that mm. little handle, you know that little handle you have here in the passenger side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If you get in and start gripping on that for dear life, <laughs> that does not give off a good vibe to the person driving. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Yeah. No. Just saying that. Just putting that out there. Just put that out. It's a friend of mine I give a lift to all the way to Leeds, strangely enough. And they were white knuckling all the way down. Right? And I, I just said, I actually sent them and I were at the gym going, What are you doing? That for the one. I always do that to be comfortable. I go, are you scared of me driving? Look, oh, no hands. Right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, they didn't do it on the way back. All right, that's good. They just grip that. They just grip their knees. Well, it can be frightening being someone's passenger. And on that, and on that, well, it can be. I'm, I think I drive like this. The one thing I've been told by my friends is like, there's the thing driving Miss Daisy because I don't speed. No, do you not? No, okay. uh, it's the joke. Of course, you could have been there a lot quicker. I'm going. No, take me time. No, no, you don't. You don't need that. No, it's fine. But from mm. one white knuckle ride, which is your driving, to another, which has been this podcast, this episode, I think we've come to the end <laughs> now. That's good. That I like that you did that really well. That that <laughs> ah, was good. Cop marks for you. You can go back to eat your Battenbergs and your Cheetos. Oh uh, no! And I'm going to get ready to go drive to a gig. Oh, okay. Good luck to your passenger. Oh, it's just me on my own. Oh, oh, well, that's all right, then. It's me and me psyche. Oh, I tell you. Good luck to everyone else. <laughs> Speak later. Bye. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you go, before class is out, I've got some homework for you. If you could tell one person about this podcast, that'd be great. It'll help the podcast grow. Um, if you could leave us a rating on whatever you're listening to this on that would also be fantastic also subscribe so you get updates of when the new episode is but honestly thank you so much for listening it means the world to us if you've got any problems or any stories or if you want to just talk to us about some of the problems we've had on the um podcast then please message us on our socials or you can um, email us at agnipod at gmail.com anyway before making it this far i'm going to add a little reward for you and it's an outtake. Enjoy. I got told that sound like no, an elephant. No, it doesn't. No, absolutely no. I'm not sniffing now. That's and you realise I'm editing all that out because I can't be dealing with bodily functions on our um, podcast. What? <laughs> Bad. You've been listening to Agony Island. The sun is now setting. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. However, to get your weekly dose from the boys, like, subscribe, and recommend to your friends. We'll speak with you next week.